Another, another, not for nothing with your host, with the most, <laughs> one smart Chris and one totally dipshit Chris. I'll let you pick out which one is which. Chris, how you doing? I, they're interchangeable. I'm, I'm great. It's Friday. It's, uh, it's, take, it's a take two Friday. It's, take, it's a two for Friday. Do you remember when old sports center would be like, hey, all right, that was a great sports center and here's another sports center? Yeah, they just replay it like yeah, an hour later. That's what yeah. this feels like, except for we have to do all of the work again. Uh, <laughs> for our listeners at home, this morning we woke up early to bang this out, and my morning brain didn't know how to take one of the vocal EQs off, and I saved a file, sent it to Chris, went off about my merry way, and it sounds like two people stuck in the hull of a boat. Oh, it was awesome. We get, you, it, was such a, it was a good show, too. We really had fun. We enjoyed it. If people want to hear it, it's, a, it's yeah. we have it. We'll post it. Yeah, we should, we should do it. It's very... Ugh. It's embarrassing yeah. for me. It's, it's bad. The worst but part... Oh, go ahead. We can just sort of... We're just, we'll just recap everything for you guys and tell you like all the funny parts and everything that we're yeah, just, good about. Yeah, this is the highlight of today's yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're gonna sum it up. We'll try to keep it under thirty minutes because we don't care enough. Not because he, you'll be punished for our faux pas, for my faux pas. Chris will be punished too. He's having to record this twice. <laughs> I got nothing else to do today. I mean, it's pretty nice. It's of you Friday, to do this. man. I took the day off. Eh, good for you. You're just lucky there. Uh, there's no like beer in the in the fridge or anything because I probably would have been. Oh, I'm, probably... I'm drinking. I'm drinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm... I know. I debated whether just to put, like, just pour, just pour like a glass of whiskey right now. I purposely uh, stopped at the beer store on my way home so I could drink during this because I was like, oh, I should get a coffee. And I was like, nah. Yeah, get beer. I tried that once. <laughs> so anyway, we'll try to get this up tonight, which will be Friday, which means we'll still get ahead of the wild card weekend. Wild, wild weekend. Buffalo Wild. That was part of it. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good part. That, that was it. That was just, that was part. Don't worry. It was funny. Yeah, it's funny. It really was, funny. It was comedy. Uh, Might have been Chris's funniest segment ever. One thing that happened between then and now, which mm. I did want to bring up. Oh. Tommy Lasorda died. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Was he a Trump supporter? Oh, I don't know. It feels like I don't one. know about that. I just, I, he just, I, he never struck me as his biggest deal. Everyone was he a manager or just like a mascot? I never. I know, he's a like, little bit of both. He's from that a little like, bit of both. weird golden age of ba- baseball. He kind of looks like a mascot, right? But he's like from that like Bob Euchre era where you're like, are you a ba- baseball player? Are you an announcer? Are you a man? Like, and, and he have a personality, I guess. Is he going to be buried in his fucking uniform? Like the guy, famous, most probably. famous probably for slim fast commercials and being like, oh, that's right. A fat fuck. Uh, yeah. And, and a, he always looked like he was 80 years old, even for like the last 40 that's years. That's why it was weird to be like, oh, he died at 93. I was like, oh, I, yeah, this could yeah. be 1992. I would have believed. He seemed like a nice, jovial guy, whatever. But I like he doesn't, it didn't move the needle for me. He, I don't know anything about his career highlights. I assume he got a ring when they won in 80. Nine? Eight, nine, yeah. Eighty, yeah. And was he the manager? I don't care. He was. He was. He was. He was the manager when they won. Oh, because he runs yeah. on the field all excited. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah first time yeah. he ran in the 80s. <laughs> if it wasn't first, for... First time he ran all of his life. Yeah, it, without a calzone at the other end. <laughs> you could get Tommy to run after a calzone. Mm. You could. <laughs> now we're just disparaging the Italians. <laughs> <laughs> But wasn't he like famous for being like? I'm glad my wife isn't home. Wasn't yet. he famous for being like a like a real like white tablecloth kind of Italian? He might have been. I yeah, I'll, I, I thought that was his thing. I thought, fast I thought that was like those like he was kind of like a Louis Prima type, you know, like a. He real, might he might have been doing like local like Italian commercials or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like come on, Lasorda had to have a restaurant. If there isn't a fucking Lasorda's, I'll be a monkey's uncle. There's definitely a Tommy Lasorda's out there. <laughs> I know there is. I don't even have to look it up. Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, I'm sure there's some place. It'd be interesting, though, because he wasn't... Uh, oh, he was born in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Cool. So I was going to say, like, maybe he seemed like maybe he was a New York guy, but he's not. So it'd be interesting to see where the Lasorda's restaurant would have been if he opened one. L.A. Nah. Yeah? Yeah. Or is it back at PA? <laughs> Lasorda. <laughs> Lasorda's restaurant. Of course. Exton, PA. See, yeah, there's a Lasorda's. You gotta open it back home. It's an, Ita- it's an Italian restaurant. Yeah, yeah, in in at wherever Exton is, it gets three and a half stars over here on Yelp. God, this was so easy. This is the lowest hanging fruit ever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, uh, rest in peace, Tommy Lasorda. Another thing we didn't talk about that has to do with baseball. Oh, that's boy. much more fun. Is this jabroni, Bubba, whatever Hawkins, over the equipment manager? For the past 40 years in, uh, in Anaheim oh, or it's wherever the Angels play, yeah. uh, is getting his due. Or not getting his due. He's get, he's, what's, the, what's the term I'm looking for? He's, he's sticking up for himself. He's kind of doing... Um, he was scapegoated. He was scapegoated, but he didn't, he didn't take it lying down, which is... You'd think that... So if you, do you want to tell the backstory quickly of what, what this guy did and what he's been doing since he so there was this the, baseball. The, the baseball major league baseball is cracking down on this the, this unwritten rule scandal of juicing baseballs with like a little bit of pine tar and rosin and stuff right. and making a a little concoction and then put rubbing that on the ball so the pitchers can actually pitch better and do control the ball better the movements and all this crap you put and it's snot been happening for on the ball huh you put snot on the ball uh yeah that that's, another thing that's maybe. from that's from major league yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Little Crisco. Uh, sorry, that's a really deep cut there. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Uh. So anyway, the the they cracked down somehow. The Angels got caught, or in or, uh, fearing punishment for getting caught, or something like to that effect. And so they fired this longtime clubhouse manager guy because he's the one who always made the concoctions for them. Bubba Harkins. And. They've been doing like even other. So he was also in charge of like the 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 visitors clubhouse or something. So guys like Carrot Cole and Verlander and stuff apparently would come up to him and be like, "Hey, can you make this for me?" So it wasn't even the Angels doing it. It's like all of Major League Baseball and pitchers, I guess. Everybody like so everybody's doing it. It's an unwritten rule. You you can't do it. You just can't get caught, right? It's one of those stupid things that we've always talked about. Baseball is the only place that can juice the balls. You can't do it yourself. You have to wait for them to do it for you. I guess. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, it has to be factory. Done. So Major League Baseball and the Angels. So the Angels fired this guy. One guy, I guess, just one to, guy. To, no one yeah, else, just this one to guy. To hang him out to dry so they didn't have to take any bl- other blame or the players didn't have to take any blame or anything like this. And then this guy is suing the Angels and maybe Major League Baseball uh, for whatever, you know, defamation or damages or being the scapegoat, necessary, I guess, specifically. 
Uh, and he's saying he probably can't get employment or some sort of other job because of this, because his, his reputation has been ruined, which I don't think now him speaking out of it, which he should be doing, I don't think he's going to get a job with a major league no, team. No, but anymore. he's doing, this is where this thing makes no sense to me. First of all, Paul Manafort or whatever, when he decides to do this, should have been like, hey, Garrett Cole, you didn't text message this guy, did you? Right. <laughs> like, is there any paperwork? Is there like, <laughs> is there a paper trail here? Anyone? No. We okay. We're gonna do it. And the Berlander, angels, did you talk to this guy in front of someone else who can corroborate any stories about you asking the juice balls? The Angels should have also been like, "Hey, longtime employee who has always been loyal to us and the league. Yeah, we gotta find a scapegoat, yo. Uh, here's this fund we're gonna set up for you. You're good." Thanks for taking one for the team. Like, yeah, here's a golden do, parachute. To here's do this, like to do this, like five hundred thousand dollars. Wash your hands of the situation. Bullshit. Like, ugh, it's so fucking it. It's so baseball to just try to cover your bases is, like, and not cover your bases sweep, at all. They can't even sweep this under the rug. Everything else they've swept under the rug and just sort of basically ignored it and go, ah, oh, that's an unwritten rule. You know, we're not going to talk about that. This you can't. You can't even cut. You can't even cover this up. You're not even capable or competent enough. To like make this story somehow go away. It wasn't even a story. Nobody heard of this until this guy. Until now. Until today. Yeah. That's the best part. Like countersued everybody else. The scapegoat. Yeah. That's the best part. They're like, oh, we got to get, we got to get ahead of this. That was in nine or 2019. No one. Like baseball. So dumb. They get, they get away with basically the, the 2020 and COVID was best for baseball. Like the best thing that could have ever happened. They were going to have to downsize the minor league, which was going to cause a ruckus. They got COVID did that for them. Like that was already done. Like that was, that was going to be a huge issue with the, with the players association and the fucking garbage can bullshit is just swept under the rug. We're thinking about something else. There wasn't even a fucking major world series with players in the stands. Like they lucked the fuck out and here they're still shooting themselves in the foot. Like it's, it's incredible. It's so incredible baseball. How they, yeah. If Tommy Lasorda was alive to see this. <laughs> He's rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> eating a bowl of pasta. <laughs> oh, Lasorda partially owned the food company, Lasorda Foods. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that clarification. Yeah. Which was primarily for pasta sauces that Lasorda started, where, which were based on his family recipe. Oh, God. Yeah. Family. What, what is it? Tomatoes, salt, hey, it's oregano. pasta sauces. <laughs> What's the secret ingredient in Tommy Lasorda's it's love, Chris? Pasta sauce. <laughs> it's a love for baseball. It's a little bit of pine tar. <laughs> it's a little bit of fat from Tommy Lasorda's belly. <laughs> a little goes a long way. Lasorda's. You you fry the meatballs and a little Lasorda fat. Lasorda's Italian gravy. If you have the pasta, Lasorda has the sauce. <laughs> Chris, I actually wanted to bring something up that um, that we that I kind of came about after we did the, uh, the morning the morning version of the show. The morning show. We are the the yeah, AM the show, show, which is a little bit more uh, PC unruly. No, yeah. I think we're more. I think the PM show is a little bit more off the wall. Like a drive time show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This morning we were Definitely. buttoned up. We need the Give ratings. But we, we need the ratings better. In the yeah. Episode. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. This is. Remember when we used to be a. What was it? Fucking the. What, what, like Beaver and the Douche or something. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. when we had a radio show. What the fuck was our 
call things? I can't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, that was it. I think that was it. Beaver and the douche? Or, uh, I, I don't know the who, douche. who we never we never Anyway, go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, just this, I actually kind of like this idea. I think this is a really cool idea. And I think more people should actually start doing that kind of this, uh, is LeBron tweeted out something about trying to buy the Atlanta WNBA team away from that, uh, horrible woman. We definitely woman. should have talked about this. Yeah. Right. Um, and so like, since she lost election and apparently the whole organization and the players hate her, the owner, oh, they, she's they, not, the, she's not the sole owner though. So right. We're, so we're, we're talking about but, Kel- Kelly Loeffler, right? Who's a part, a partial owner of the Atlanta dream. Who right. was voted was very outspoken, voted out of office, uh, yeah. so and then keep her mouth shut. Yeah, go away. She, but she and she actively had WNBA players uh, lobbying against her election, voting against her. Yes, right. So, but I think now, like LeBron has like come out and sort of said and posted on Instagram or social media or whatever, saying, "Hey, you know, thinking about buying the team." Okay. Which I have no doubt he can do, and he should do. He probably needs maybe a few other financial supporters, backers, or whatever. But that, that's not that's not a problem. It's not like for she's going sure. She's not going to sell. Right. It's not like hundreds of millions of dollars. It's maybe a couple millions of dollars or tens of right. millions, maybe. Anyway, but then but then Carmelo jumped on board too and was like, "Sounds cool. Let's do this, bro." <laughs> Just like let's buy this. Yeah, let's buy this, <laughs> and I think they should. I think that'd be incredible. I think like so to have to have players owning teams as like a jumping off point and a starting point. And I think this is, this was, I think it's also a great way to sort of help, uh, grow and, and promote the WNBA. How much do you, well, a, yes. How much do you think the dream is worth? Um, I mean the, the dream, the dream team, the, the team itself raised like a quarter of a million dollars for Warnock to beat Kelly. Uh, in the election, like they could probably raise the money themselves. Like, wouldn't it be cool yeah. if they were a cell-phoned team? Like, there's a, we we own our own team. We could do whatever we want. That would be incredible. That would be. I mean, that'd be really hard and probably un. It's impossible. But yeah, I hear yeah. that. So so what I'm reading right here uh, is that Mookie Betts has also gotten involved. Oh, okay. See, uh, that's cool. Yeah, Mookie Betts wants a part of it. Uh, yeah. So it'll be Betts. Right now, it's Betts, Mello, and. Uh, and uh, LeBron James, which would be kind of amazing. And I'm sure some other people would probably get in there or whatever. Why does that, why, what if this became the new trend and NBA players just started buying WNBA teams? That, That's what I'm talking about. It would be fucking awesome. Yeah. That'd be dope. What a great idea I just came up with. <laughs> God damn it. Were you not listening for the last three minutes? <laughs> Jeez, you know, it's this kind of stuff that you really should appreciate me for. It's gold. <laughs> I do. This gold that I come up with on my own and, and bring to you <laughs> these great ideas, these hot takes. <laughs> One beer down. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, another thing we talked about uh, this morning, Mr. Mar- Mark Kelfoltz. <laughs> Mark Kelfoltz. Mark Kelfoltz went down with a torn ACL. We're sad. Sixers, Bill Simmons, blah, blah, blah. Moving on. <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. He was, Me he was too. really starting to shine. Shake Milton's and, very good. Yeah. Uh, James yeah. Harden, the Sixers are the best team in basketball. You're enjoying Doc Rivers as a coach. Doc for Rivers the is a great coach. Uh, he's doing a wonderful job. I'm very excited for what's going on in Philly right now. He even uh, he compared Embiid to a combination of Garnett and Ewing, which I think is the perfect description. It's too bad he never coached uh, 
or played with either one of them. <laughs> sure glad we can gloss right over that one. Uh, and then the, 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 and then we also talked about the, the Nets uniforms, the retro uniforms from oh, the 90s here we go. season. Here we go. Are ugly and awful, and I don't. They're not supposed to be. They're not cool. I don't know why everyone thinks they're cool now and likes them and everything. No, they're bad. They're terrible. They're, they're awful. Bad. And, and I think and you and, and I are the only two people in the w- world right now who think this way. So I'm a big fan. I thought about this a little bit more. I'm a big fan of Derek Coleman. I don't know why. I just like the guy. I've always sort of. Had a soft spot in my heart, maybe because of the time he played with Philly. I loved his shoes. He, I was, a, he was basically the he was the stretch four before there was even oh, like totally, stretch four. Totally, he was Joel Embiid before Joel Embiid. Actually, he, he wasn't. Was, he didn't. He was Kevin Garnett before Garnett. Exactly. He had a decent handle, and and for a short time was one of the most dominating forces in the NBA. He wore those ugly ass jerseys, um, but he could wear them with BK Dimacels. Like you had to go full ugly to make those fucking things work. Yeah. Poor yeah. Dra- poor Drazen. Like he didn't have it. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't wear this, right? <laughs> Something like that. And yeah, you're paraphrasing. But was yeah, Malik yeah. Seeley on that team? Is that what his name was? Ooh. Was Malik um, Seeley on the Nets back then? Man, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Look it up. Malik Seeley played for the. Never played for the Nets, folks. Just died. <laughs> He's just a player who died. And that's why I associated him with. Yeah, rest in peace, Malik Seeley. And draws a He died. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When? In 2000. You don't remember that? No. Me and Cold Cuts went to a, a, a St. John's Georgetown game right around, I think, around, I don't know if it was right when he died or close to when he died. And, uh, and uh, who was that coach for St. John's, that really cool old guy, like Raleigh Massimino, but it wasn't Raleigh Massimino? Lou Carnesecca. Lou Carnesecca came out and did a tribute to Malik Seeley that was so awesome. Uh, That's nice. Yeah, it was great. It was like a, it was an amazing thing to be a part of. Uh, yeah, Drazen wore those ugly ass uniforms for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. He was traded that season yeah. from Portland, I believe. Yeah, Drazen, man. Strokey. They had a good team. They had a good squad. I think what we came up with was that the Nets have never had a good jersey. Maybe the Brooklyn first, the first level Brooklyn jerseys were okay with just with just Brooklyn on the front. Anything app, anything like really, the Nets don't have never had a great jersey. The logo's okay. Uh, like the I, I like logo. the I like the Dr. J ones with the, with the couple of the stars on the sides. I thought and the those blue, were like the new, wide I thought those were like New York Nets jerseys. Maybe. Maybe they're still Nets jerseys. Oh, they're still I mean, Nets. We're, talking, we're splitting hairs. I guess yeah, we're talking Brooklyn right, and then New right, Jersey. Right, so right. whatever. So those do count. Those are fine. Those are yeah. pretty cool. Like when he won like the slam dunk contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm de- I'm de- I'm completely down with those jerseys. And those were New York Nets jerseys for those listening at home. Okay. All right. Old three, two, Dr. J. <laughs> do you think, he, uh, do you think he Christmas- became number six because 32 was taken when he went to Philly? And so he just uh, multiplied so three just, times. Like, I'll take six. Two. I don't know. Is there a significance to that? You three think? times two. Oh, I see what you're saying. Hmm. Anyway, wow, this is really we're doing great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then, then, then I agreed with you on those. We thought they were ugly. Somehow we compared RJ to John Cena. Uh, oh, we said that uh, you asked me if 
<laughs> oh, because the Miami, the, the Miami like fade jerseys are are ugly and awful right now. They're not. I like them. No, I don't. I don't like them. But if anybody, because because like we compared them to like what what Jacksonville tried to do with their uniforms and helmets, and, and I think and Florida such a, gets a, such a Florida gets a pass. Such a Florida, it's such a Florida move that they get a pass. It's yes. like what a car would look like in Florida if John <laughs> Cena was driving it. It's like Zubaz. Like it would like in Florida, Zubaz never went out of or style. Jorts and Jorts and yeah. Jorts. Yeah, and and weirdly, there's a there's a John Cena vibe. <laughs> anyway, that's a floor. That's a total Florida vibe. The whole thing it's, is it very is. John Cena, yeah. Florida. It's it's Oakley, it's Oakley Razors. Uh, Chris, just, a, a just to sort of razors. circle back here real quick. Yeah, uh, apparently, roughly a WNBA team would be worth approximately thirteen point seven million dollars. That's pocket On, change. On average, right? So for James Mookie and Mello and a couple other guys, that's not a problem. And the Dream is probably one of the worst franchises, so it's probably even lower for them. Mookie Betts, I think, signed a $340 million contract. Yeah, I, I think they all got the money to, to pull this off. Yeah. They should do it. They won't, but they should. I think they will. Well, I, like she's, you said, she's it's got to back sell, right? people are getting willing to sell yeah. them. But if the chicken make a lot of money and some make a big profit, I bet you she'll probably do it. And she'll probably get per, uh, pressured by the maybe by the league because they want to do this because this will be great for the league. This will get PPR for the league. Uh, I think th- I think this is actually quite doable. It prob- probably won't happen until like, all these female owners in the WNBA and replace them with <laughs> good, strong men. <laughs> Well, I think it's when it's LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony compared to this Loeffler. No, I get it. I'm just. I'm, I think they'll make an exception at one point. I'm Plus, they could also just bring in like a, a woman there too, who has maybe has ties to 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 sports or athletics or something else, maybe or or Atlanta, another Atlanta sort of person who has some money, an athletic and, supporter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Chris, what is that? What else should we recap? Let's go to football. Okay. Here's the deal. Yeah. This morning at around 7.30 a.m., I went back and re-listened to our uh, NFL preview episode to tally up how we'd done in our preseason picks for division winners, wildcard teams, and Mm -hmm. Super Bowl matchups. How did we do? I was 8-6 and with huge whiffs on Dallas, who I thought was like the best team in football. The Lions, the Falcons, who you told me were terrible from the jump, the Pats I missed on, and Denver. Otherwise, pretty good. You did excellent. You were 10-4. and four. You picked 10 playoff teams. You got two conference champions, Pittsburgh, who I didn't even think would make the playoffs, and the Chiefs. You got the Colts right, but they were a wildcard team, then Green Bay, Saints, Baltimore, Cleveland, Buffalo, Seattle, and Tampa Bay. You nailed so many of them. Now, that being said, you picked the Colts and the Cowboys for the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it, like, it's, it most every year, I think we always kind of do that in jest. Yeah, too. yeah. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. my, my pick was uh, Pats versus Tampa Bay, Tom, Tom versus Bill. Like, yeah. We just, we kind of just went a little. We were yeah, like, whatever. Don't put cares? a lot of stock into that. Yeah. Uh, some of our, our bigger whiffs, uh, I said Dallas would be 12 and 4. Uh, and were the Super Bowl favorites. You said the Rams' defense is toast. And I said the Ravens, I'm going to stick with the Ravens to win the AFC North because I'm not an idiot. I had a couple wins. Uh, I called Herbert starting by week five in San Diego, or LA, sorry. 
uh, McCaffrey would get injured in the first couple weeks of the season, and uh, Pittsburgh has no running game. You basically were absolutely correct on the Falcons, the fact that the Saints were well-coached and had, were good on both sides of the ball. The Buffalo was a perennial, perennial playoff team. I mean, the list goes on and on. You were basically just right over and over again. And I just yep. felt like, you know, I feel like we never go back and sort of justify no. or, 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 you know, correct ourselves, correct or call ourselves. ourselves out. Nobody yeah. does. Right. So I did it. I went back and I saw how we had done. And, uh, I mean, we know it's bullshit while we're doing it, but I have to say 10 and four, dude, if you, p- you picked 10 of the 14 playoff teams at the beginning of the year. Now I know there's a lot of playoff teams this year, but that's pretty fucking impressive. And a couple of those, we sort of just were like, ah, whatever. We'll just pick a team because, um, well, you did that. Oh, okay. I was aggressively for the Lions and Denver. <laughs> so Denver so hard that I was like saying like everyone else is on the bandwagon, but I was on the bandwagon first. <laughs> Meanwhile, the season ended with John Elway basically firing himself. <laughs> like, yeah, so that actually might be the best thing for the Broncos going uh, going forward. Yeah, it's a it's a tough. He should not be in charge of like the roster and coaching and all that kind of stuff. He should be the president of operations when he oversees everything else. But he sh- he's he's not a f- he's not that kind of a football guy. What if he hires, he doesn't have the eye? He, he doesn't he's not Peyton an evaluator Manning. of talent. You think he's, he's not he's not good at that stuff. Could he hire Peyton Manning as general manager? Oh, for sure. He if he doesn't, I mean, he'd be thoroughly it. disappointed. I can so, see like, him doing that it. organization still. I could see him doing. I'm that. I'm always scared of of the Broncos doing like making the always the good the right hire and always having success. And since Elway's been there, I've I've just been like. I think I know the answer now every year. Yeah, it's pretty like they, they, they won the one, you know, thing. Cause they basically defaulted the Seahawks format and they won a super bowl because of it. It's kind with of a really amazing defense. It's pretty sad when a team that you have spent a majority of your life actively rooting against and just wishing they would go away suddenly is gone. And then you're like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I no, I like it. You like, you like the Broncos sucking every year. You don't care. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't care. It pretty, I could pretty much anything else can happen in the NFL as long as the Broncos are just the worst and like, oh. and not just the worst, but like make bad decisions and draft picks and all that stuff and just maintain like a bottom barrel standing. I, I can roll over on any team. In fact, I like the Patriots. I I'm I'd like to see the Patriots in the toilet for a good while, but mm-hmm. there's a time there'll be a time when I like them again. I promise you. Yeah. Any other team. Right Any now, other team, I, right, I, 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 can, I can fluctuate. There you know. you're always going to hate. I always will hate the Cowboys. I, I can yeah. probably say that. With they're, probably, they're probably next in line. If there's, it's probably those two teams, if, if anybody else, actually. Yeah, the, the Cowboys are, I stand corrected. They're, they're, if they're not neck and neck, they're you know, 1A and B, basically. Then I also hate the Niners. I will never root for them. I will never root for that franchise in my whole life. Yeah. They annoy me, but they like, can't, I don't. They fuck them, fuck them. <laughs> like lately, I hate the Rams more than the Niners. And like I know the last you're big, you're big anti Rams guy. I, it's it's yeah. it's come out in your picks lately. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little biased. I think with them for some reason, and I shouldn't be because I I screwed that one up. Well, speaking of picks, let's get to those. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, also, uh, just to recap, we also uh, for future uh, prognostications. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, we uh, decided that Carson Wentz should just probably join the XFL. Yeah, which was good. We actually yeah. had some a, a decent amount of uh, players that should go to the XFL. Uh, and I think that was like Cam, Carson Wentz, 
Uh, Manzel. Manzel. There's a couple. Like I feel like there's a good tier B Bortles, like t- tier B players yeah. that should just be starters in the XFL and just have the rock. Like be a gr- like it. It could. I would watch that league. Like I, yeah. you asked me where I thought Carson Wentz should go. I said the XFL, and you. It was a great answer. It was a perfect answer. You were like, "Oh yeah, that does make sense," and it just came yeah. out of my, out of my head. At genuine, it wasn't a joke. Like, yeah, I would like to see him there. I'd like to see <laughs> yeah. Josh Rosen there. Like I'm not like completely mm-hmm. shitting on him. Like, wouldn't you rather see these players? Paxton, like Philip, uh, Paxton Rivers Lynch? should now go to the XFL. That'd be awesome. That'd be yeah. great. These quarterbacks yeah. that won't say die. Like, mm-hmm. or the ones that have like one great game, but then they never get to play again. Like these guys that are getting chances right now, like Jalen Hurts, that guy's the perfect fucking XFL player. <laughs> he's never going to do shit in the NFL, but like he had a moment. <laughs> we also, we also had some ideas on conference winners, um, which the, which our, our listeners will enjoy. Uh, I think, right. Didn't we come up with some good ones? The saints. Oh fuck. That's already moved. Well, damn it. We had the Saints at plus three twenty five earlier today. It's plus two seventy five to win the NFC. Wow! Yeah, damn. Did you think because we talked about it? Yeah, and didn't publish it. It's just yeah. just our <laughs> just our aura. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, we're that's pretty crazy that that moved that much. I wonder if any of these other lines have moved since we uh, since we. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, since we talked this morning, um, I think we both sort of came to an agreement that the good, mo- the smart money might be. On the Ravens at plus six hundred and the Seahawks at plus six hundred. If you want to like try to get some value for your buck, for your right. buck to make the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now championship, I don't think we came up with anybody other than the Saints, which we liked at plus seven fifty because anybody from the NFC could win. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So those yep. are we're good at futures. Take the Saints at plus seventy five if you want some value in your NFC NFL champion winner, um, or. Just dump a ton of money on the Kate on Kansas City at plus two twenty five. Yeah, like, that's still good. Mo- that's, that's still, still value. Good. Yeah, they don't that's have to. Great. They only have to play three games. Like Kansas yeah. City's yeah. only lost two games this season. Like, yeah. that's kind of the way I would go. Mm-hmm. You got a hundred bucks, put it on there. Be happy. Boom. Be like winning Boom. your office pool. Chris. Yes. Maybe we should do one of those Super Bowl boxes this year. Oh. What do you think? Like a not for nothing one where you can buy in, though we don't pay oh. anyone. Yeah, and then we can just uh, kind of like send it around with an email and people can kind of check out the boxes or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, interesting. We won't do it. No, <laughs> but it's a good idea. That's what I'm all about. In theory, in theory, it sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I just don't think either, either one of us wants to actually put in the time to actually do that. I, I mean, for like three years, I did, a, I did a, a suicide league, but what was the other way around, right? So, and, and it was, I, I managed it. I did it, but then it kind of like lost steam. Maybe I'll be able to do a bo- a numbers box. Although it's just gonna, ugh, I don't want to do it. Never mind. It, it seems messy and weird, and then people are gonna be like, "No, I picked that box." Well, you do it in. Then a you gotta Zoom. check emails and Maybe like. Maybe you ugh. do it in a Zoom before the Super Bowl. Oh, Zoom! Ugh, that's a lot of people on Zoom. Ay ay ay! Jesus, Zoom, yeah. Zoomy Zowner. Ugh, seriously. Ugh, Zebby Zoomer. <laughs> hey. What? We talked about earlier, we talked about, I, I thought about this afterward, I kind of regret it, so I'll bring this up. We talked about like trying to find a trade partner for, for Deshaun Watson to get him out of Houston, right? And we yeah. came up with a whole bunch of places. And I said the Saints, you know, because Breeze is going to retire and all that stuff. But yeah. I came up with a better one, and I think this is actually a really good one, and I think Houston would actually do this one. And this is pretty legit. Okay, what is it? You trade Watson to Miami. Oh. 
for two attack of Lilo. Oh, I like it. Right? The problem like you is, almost do that straight up because Houston just gets a young quarterback. Two of stinks. And I don't think Miami has He might does, stink, he might not. Does Miami have any chips? Like do they have uh, any do they have anything worth trading? I know they They've got, got a ton of they, got they actually have Houston's draft picks. They, got, they have the they have the number three overall pick, which is Houston's. And I think they have Pittsburgh's Minka, right? Is that this year? Uh, I don't think they had that last year. Maybe oh, I don't know if they still year. have that, but they also have like they have Houston's, I think, second round pick. They've got a lot of picks. They got a stockpile. They don't even need to give that much back to get Watson, I don't think. I love that idea. That's and a, then that's, that's Miami's all in. They got a legit quarterback. Good then running back. Then they become odds on almost favorite there. I like it. That's a great, great idea. Okay. Boom. We found the trade. Before you said the Colts, which I also like. Yeah, that makes the most sense, I think, because of, uh, of you, a, of a playoff ready go inter- They team. won't go with the division rival, like I like. Yeah, they won't. They won't do that. They won't do that. Okay, no. so okay, anyway, it's been it's on. been twenty. It's been thirty minutes. I think we've done a decent Ooh. job of recapping. Wow, hot shit. Uh, let's go into week seventeen picks. We did well. Well, I did well. I was ten five and one. Chris, you were seven eight and one. Yeah. To yeah. close the season, I was 133, 113, and 5. You were 130, 116, and 5. You had some stats about like basically like the average with underdogs covering something. NFL underdogs covered the spread 55.7% of, of the games this season. And we won 54% of the time uh, with just against the spread betting every single game. So Right. right. If you think that I mean, but the under the underdogs were also that was the the second best mark for underdog underdogs in the past twenty years, which I think is really incredible. That it's only fit that fifty five percent is also the, the second best mark in twenty years. They're thin margins. You like, I I think that this season, not to toot our own horns, is the sharpest season we've ever been. Like we actually did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, twenty games over five hundred for the season, though. I know it's seventeen weeks is pretty fucking decent. Like I think it's so too. Like we're doing we're so. we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing we're finally doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. We're not doing anything wrong. We're not necessarily doing anything right, but I don't think any people, you know, law of averages in a sense, I guess is, is the way to say this. Is that that. You're not really, you're not getting a 60% wins. I, you can't, but, but I think that we both said at the beginning of the year, in fact, I heard you say it, will will be 500. And I think we yeah. said that in jest to be yeah. five points. Cause over we 500, are, we always are right around 500. Not this year, Chris. Nope. We're this winners, year, Chris. We're winners. Yeah. We're great. We're great guys. We closed out the year of 2020 as winners. We did. I, uh, I had another good afternoon, which I noticed. Afternoon games have been my uh, bread and butter over there. Ah. Or late afternoons, I should say, not yeah. afternoon. Mr. Right. Late Afternooner. Yeah. Skyrockets yeah. in flight. <laughs> uh, we've already picked our wild cards. We both know who the other person's going to pick. Chris, mm-hmm. I'll give you this opportunity to change any of those. Oh, I'm feeling good about all of them. I'm sticking with them. You are. I am yeah. not. I am not. So uh, we. Ooh, you want to start? God. You want to start off and just sort of recap what the uh, the lines are. I'm gonna double check and make sure they still are that right now, really quickly. Oh, okay. Um, like I, I don't think we'll. Are we gonna? Are we gonna change if the lines have changed? Uh, you can if you want. I don't know if I want to. Anyway, uh, starting Saturday games, one o'clock. It's Indianapolis at Buffalo. The line we called out was plus six and a half for the Colts as the road dog. It is still six and a half, Chris. All right, we both went Buffalo. The over has hedged up to 51.5, which we both liked. Which is uh, interesting because it was originally earlier in the week, it was 52. So it's gone down and now it's gone back up. Yeah, people are like us. They heard us. But I think you still got to hit the over. Yeah. 
I agree. I, I still don't think both these teams, are, the defenses are good. They're decent, but they're not. I don't think they're going to slow down either offenses. I think there's a line that might change here for you. So right. I, I also so, like Buffalo at six minus six and a half. Yep. Uh, that seems like easy money. I would couple that with the over. It's, that feels like the almost the not quite the lock, but that, that feels like a good, solid, you know, like safe, you know, like Buffalo, you know, the butt taking Buffalo. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love the over. I would do that. The next one, this is a little weird, Chris. The line we had earlier when we did this was plus three and a half Rams over Seattle. Okay. Or under Seattle, I guess it is. Uh, <laughs> it's moved to three. Oh my God! So it's plus three Rams, uh, which so might both, change. We both it took for the you. Rams at plus three and a half. Yep. And what do you think now? Now, um, I like it less. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I like it less I, so much. I would like Seattle, please. I you know what? <laughs> I kind of want to take Seattle too. <laughs> I because I feel like this is it's either a push, you know. Um, I, I feel like Seattle still wins this that game. Half a point makes a ton of difference to me. Yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely. This was plus oh. four and a half, man. That would have been yeah, such a good right? place to get this. That was a that was a that's when you should have hit it, I yeah. guess. Um, if you're gonna change it, uh, that's fine. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay here because I'm gonna do I'm gonna do sort of the reverse jinx thing that I've been doing for most of the season. Okay, is. Uh, I'm going to stay with the Rams, take the points because that's usually worked out for my favorite meaning Seattle has won the game. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be superstitious on this one. I'm going to stay with the Rams plus three hot dog next. Okay. Uh, the Sunday or Saturday night game. This has not changed by the way. Okay. It's Tampa as the road favorite in Washington. Uh, they get, uh, they're, uh, uh, they're giving up eight points. Yeah. Now I had a weird, little stupid interesting stat line here the brady is 43 years old and supposedly he is, likes to go to bed around 8 30 this PM. is not stupid tell this as though it's you're telling it for the first time it's a good one okay so uh in primetime games this season though brady is one and three straight up but he's zero and four against the spread he also has he's also thrown for five touchdowns and five interceptions now Maybe that's a fluke. It doesn't seem like it is because they've played enough. They've played four games here at prime time after eight, the 8 p.m. slots. So that leads me to believe that Washington can cover the eight points. They're still probably going to lose this game. I totally agree. I think Brady is, gets weirdly nervous about getting hit, and this young front four wants to crush him. They have nothing to lose. Washington's, Washington's won, right? Like Washington's won their season. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, right. They made the playoffs. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Like they get they won the NFC East. I think it's just gonna be a blitz happy defense. Overachieving. Yeah. And uh here's here's see if this is on DraftKings, maybe not now at some point, as as not just for you specifically, but for our listeners. Over under number of sacks in this game for for Washington. Ooh, I bet it's I bet it's probably like four, maybe five. Maybe it's down to maybe it's three, but Tampa Bay doesn't have a very good offensive line. They can get after him. I would take whatever that thing is. I would take the over as probably as long as it's not around uh, six probably is pushing it for me, but whatever it's probably, you know, it probably can't be that outrageous. I would take the over on the number of sacks. Weirdly. I don't see these props in here. Yeah. I don't know if they're, if it's, if it even exists or not. Uh, 
I do like these funny but little touchdown props, though. They're a good time. <laughs> Receiving props. Wow, you can do a lot of things. Um, all right. I like I like Washington to cover. They won't, but let's just keep going. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so we both go Washington. We say that. Sunday games, Baltimore's the early one. Uh, Baltimore minus three and a half is the road favorite yeah, in Tennessee. I hate to break it to you, but it is now minus three. Ooh, okay. This one fucks uh, with you. Yeah. Road favorite. I think this still stays the same for me in Tennessee. I think I, I think I decided I'm just taking the points in this game. Yeah, I think that this is a Tennessee win. I, I, I would take the money line. So if you want the points, take the points. But I would. This just feels like a Henry. What? How many? How many yards did that guy have rushing? Last week, like 250, like 200. Yeah, he had a lot of he's yeah. he's in he's not injured. I think what I said before was I have a feeling they will run it as much as they can. And he it might be close into the third quarter. But I think that defense will just keep taking a pounding. And I bet you he breaks them off and probably has like 70 yards by the third quarter and 150 by the end of the game. Yeah, I it's um it feels like they uh, Baltimore really can't stop the run necessarily and their defense isn't that great. It's probably not as good as, as last year specifically. So it, it, it seems like uh, maybe there's a correction here with Baltimore winning this game. But uh, I, like I said, I think I feel like I got to take the points. These two teams played each other already this season. Uh, and Tennessee won. This was in November. Uh, Henry had 133 yards rushing. Interesting. That's yeah. actually interesting too. Yeah. Um, a little surprised by about that, but uh, that's good to know. Yep. Moving on to the middle of the Sunday game, Chicago plus 10 on the road in New Orleans. <laughs> Has this line moved? Nope. Still there. <laughs> okay. Because earlier in the week, it was nine and a half. Yep. And then I was thinking that there was this, there was this uh, stat, again, one of my other little weird stats that I found. The Bears finished. Where do you find these little uh, with, weird stats, by the way? I just, I look, I look Twitter? fine. Is this know? like Twitter, yeah. Reddit? I'm a researcher. Yeah. Okay. They're all Didn't, over. You just gotta, you gotta know where to look. Keep going. What were you going to say? Yeah. What's your I stat? can't give away all my secrets. What's your stat? Uh, the, the Bears finished with just one win against a team with a winning record this season. That's how bad they are and how, how lucky they are to be in the playoffs. And that little stat actually. And how, 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 how an easy schedule they probably had then at that point. Now. What were you saying? Well, I said that stat kind of influences me. Like, I, right. I, I, I to me, giving New Orleans. I mean, nine seems like a lot, or ten seems like a lot. Nine would be a lot better, but I, uh, I still like New Orleans. Right. So, but the other side of that that note is that, except for the Green Bay blowout in Week 17, the Bears only lost one game by double digits because their defense kept them in games. Basically. Yeah, but who cares? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you went with New Orleans to win and. Cover and minus you believe 10. your dumb little stat, and that's fine. I'm taking Chicago to cover plus ten. That's just ridiculous. Although I am expecting New Orleans to blow out Chicago. Yeah, but I, I'm going to take the points because I'm always doing. I'm always going against double digit dogs, and it's usually it costs me more times than not. So I'm taking the ten points. Uh, just so you know, the Saints. I think every time they play someone, they win by double digits. They've beat Carolina, Minnesota, Atlanta, yeah. Denver. San Francisco, Tampa Bay. Oh, not Chicago. Chicago, they only won by three. But for the most part, they beat teams by double digits. At least when they did have. they play Chicago? They played Chicago in November first and won by three. Okay, so they actually had most of their guys back on defense too. That's kind of interesting. So that's if you're going with the Tennessee theory that I just went with, Chicago 
is the way to go on this one. Because I think okay. I think Mitch probably was the QB then too. Can I switch? <laughs> you could do whatever you like. Give me the Chicago. I would like to go. But then we don't have enough. No, no, that's fine. Because we well, we switched the Seattle switched, Rams. Game, yeah, yeah. So, so now give we... me this one back. Yeah, I'd like to have Chicago. Well, Chicago. All right. Yeah. Great. I'll take New Orleans. <laughs> 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 this game. No. This no, next I'll game. Chicago. This I'll next game. The line hasn't moved either. Just so you know. Okay, Cleveland plus six on the road in Pittsburgh. Chris, go on your rant. Oh man, I can't can even. You re- can you recap your rant? I can't. Uh... But I just I don't want to reca- recap it entirely because it was kind of like I was being unforgiving for the by the fact that George Stephanopoulos or whatever the coach of this team has COVID. Uh, George Stefanski, what's his name? I don't care. Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, it's Kevin Stefanski. Uh, the thing is, like everyone's like, oh, the Browns. I mean, the Browns are are you like them in this game? Plus six. Uh, they suck, and they and the fact that Cleveland is getting. Behind this idea that Juju Smith-Schuster said the Browns are the Browns, that was his they exact are. quote. It's true, no he, lies were told there. He was at he was asked a question, and everyone wants to fucking everybody wants to do their whiteboard grease pen. That's what they call it, grease pen. Since fucking no one's used a grease pen since '87, but the grease pen thing that Stefanski's putting on his home dry erase board because he can't be in the fucking facility because the motherfucker couldn't like stay away from COVID motherfuckers during Christmas. And is, is, the Browns are the Browns. And until the Browns aren't the Browns, the Browns are the Browns. And so you can fucking write it on however you want. A grease pen, on a dry erase, on chalk. Tattoo it. I don't give a fuck. The Juju's not like being outlandish by saying this. He's saying nope. fact. The Browns yep. haven't been to the fucking playoffs in 18 years. And the first year they do, they've got a fucking COVID outbreak. Plus, I think you said some guys like, got busted for like street racing, street racing. in yeah. Cleveland of all fucking places. What were they racing? Fucking lawnmowers? Like, get a fucking, give me a break. F- like, I believe I d- they were Hyundais. <laughs> <laughs> I bet my Hyundai is faster than your Saturn. <laughs> yeah, it's or maybe like a Geo Tracker. Were they, were they, were they yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Suzuki Samurai. I just don't think I like if if that's what needs you to fucking get worked up, Cleveland. If you need to think this is a rivalry, it's not. Ben Roethlisberger has more wins than any quarterback in fucking Cleveland. Like it, you're, you, it's not. We don't give a fuck about you in Pittsburgh. And though I usually am very apprehensive about taking Pittsburgh, minus six feels pretty fucking good for a team we played last week with our practice squad and almost beat. So. I just feel like, fuck you, Cleveland. The Browns are the Browns. Give me Pittsburgh. To which you promptly said, give me Cleveland. Yeah, I'll just take Cleveland just to <laughs> go against you on this one. You know what? You did, um, you did that last week. You did that last week, and you got the Eagles, and it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're 7-8, and eight, and that's why I was 10-5. <laughs> that is why... I have three less wins on the season than you did, yeah, because yeah. I, I went against you a lot last week, and you cleaned house on the head-to-head matchups. Yeah. So but props you did, to you. But you did it out of the goodness of the show, right. uh, and that we're not always agreeing with each other, which is a big uh, qualm with a lot of our listeners, is that we're too nice to each other. I feel like we need to be more mean, I guess. Well, it's not even being nice to each other. We just we just happen to think, I think, the same way about a lot of these games and, and how to bet on them, too. Like, so it's I'm sorry, maybe, I mean, we could be sort of more cutthroat in our in our our reasons for betting on uh, the same teams, you know, like I, I think your idea is totally stupid. Ridiculous <laughs> why you're betting on 
but I'm going to do the same fucking thing. <laughs> but I'm going to do the same for this, for this reason here. Uh, well, Chris. <laughs> actually, that might actually be kind of funny. I would like that, actually. We should do that. Let's try that next week. We won't remember, but okay. we should try. So yeah. somehow we managed to almost pull an hour here out of our asses. Uh, that was take two. Uh, the wild, the second wild and wild, wild card weekend. Uh, you just heard it. Have a great one. Chris, you have an especially great one. Thanks. Peace. Peace.